it's that time of year or almost that time of year where having a little extra cha-ching in the bank account would really make a big difference, especially with the holidays. So I want to help in a way that I think I can by giving away a $500 Amazon gift card. For a chance to win it, all you have to do is one of two things. Either A, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and send a screenshot to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com or share it out on social media. Let people know that we exist there with a link to our show through your favorite podcast player so others can go and find the show and listen as well. One of two ways. Send me a screenshot of either and you'll be entered to win. All you got to do is send it to contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. That's contest at realghoststoriesonline.com. Good luck. This is a Real Ghost Stories Online Extra. I wanted to tell you guys about the story that when my mom was little, she used to go over to my great-grandma's a lot, her and her sisters, and uh, spend the night. They'd have their little quilting bees in front of the fireplace. My grandma would... uh, tell all kinds of scary stories so they couldn't go to sleep. Well, one night about midnight, they're hearing the dogs up on the mountain. See, my people are mountain folk. I mean, hillbilly heaven, mountain folk. And uh, she had basically had her house carved out the side of the mountain. Very few people went up down that road. Well, uh, it's about midnight one night. They heard the dogs barking and they were hearing uh, a dragon sound across the gravel in the driveway. And uh, the next thing they know, they heard it coming across the front porch like somebody was dragging their foot, like dragging their leg across the porch. And she went and grabbed her axe. My mama was something else. She bought you like a man. She could work like a man. She grabbed that axe. She was waiting for whoever's going to try to come through that front door. They didn't come through the front door. They went under the front door. A black shadow rose up. Looked like they had been crushed. So they're kind of bent over. And just dragging that leg through the house. And my mom and my aunts were screaming. They were terrified. My mom will just start swinging that axe. She's bound to determine she was going to kill whatever that was. Boy, it's going right through it. She follows it through the house. It goes underneath her kitchen door. She watched it through the window, watched it go up the hill. And she saw this soft yellow ball of light bouncing up the hill until it got to her neighbor's house, and then it went out. Well, they were up all night. My mamma's sitting there with a shotgun draped across her lap, rocking in the rocking chair, expecting the worst. Come daylight, here come a man knocking on the front door. He told this particular man that everybody knew was crushed in the mines, and it was really odd. Whenever there's a cave-in in the mines, there's always a loud, 
horn that goes off, and you can hear that thing for two miles away. They never heard anything that night. There were seven men working overtime in this one particular tunnel. Six of them got out alive. That man was crushed. That man happened to live in that house right above my mammal. And uh, I guess he took a shortcut to her house and went on up the mountain and went home. She got time for a second one. I'll tell you another one real fast. My daddy was a coal miner for 16 years, before and after World War II. And he wore the old gas-like type helmet. Well, his went out one day, and they couldn't find an extra one in the office. They had to order one. He had to wait two weeks. They uh, gave him one that an old black preacher was working in the mines for years. He got killed in the K-mine just a couple of days before that. Well, I don't know how you... What kind of knowledge y'all got about Indians? But we're really funny about things like that. You don't touch what's been on someone's person when they die. And you bury them with whatever they had on them when they were killed. It's tradition. So he had to wear that helmet for two solid weeks. Well, they got to be uh, close to lunchtime. My Uncle Clyde also worked there. He came up to my daddy. He said, Oscar, how'd you get hurt? Daddy said, well, I didn't. What are you talking about? He said, you got what? All over your head, your face, your shirt. Daddy thought it was sweat. He just been working away all day. He wasn't paying any attention. He went down. Sure enough, there was blood all over him. Well, he went to go have his dinner break. He took off his helmet to wipe off his face, and he got to looking around, and he checked himself, and he wasn't hurt. The blood was coming from the lamp. Well, you know he was shitting Twinkies about that time. Those two weeks he wore that helmet, nobody in that mine wanted to work for Daddy. He had to work by himself the whole time. They were avoiding him like the plague. But he brings it home the first day, and he sits it on the table next to the front door, and he don't tell my mother anything about it. He had had her bring him a change of clothes that day, said he had ripped his clothes up at work. So he don't have what he clothes on when he comes home. He cleans himself up by the creek. And he goes in. He's hiding all this from my mother. Now, they're newlyweds. Well, she gets dinner on the table, and they're, they're having their small talk about their day. And Mom starts hearing this drip, 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 drip. What is that, Oscar? What is that sound, she says. Daddy says, what? I don't hear anything. And he keeps avoiding her question, saying, I don't hear anything. 
Well, she gets up. She starts searching the house. It's driving her crazy. She finds the source. She turns on the lamp. There's a big puddle of blood underneath that table that's stripping from that lamp. She starts freaking out. He's like, well, Terry, I didn't want to tell you about it. I knew you would react this way, but I have to wear it or else I can't work. She said, well, put it out on the front porch. I don't want it in the house. She had to start giving him extra changes of clothes every day. So by the time he got home, she didn't have to see that blood. And he would have to take his clothes and rinse them out the creek down by, by the down by the end of the, the drive. And uh, I know he wasn't happy about that. But I know she wasn't happy about it either. But I tell you, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. That I've ever heard of. I mean. Well, when he two weeks was up, he got a chance to get his new helmet. He turns in that helmet. This is what they do. They go out the back of the mine. They bust that helmet up to about a hundred pieces. Now they done duck grave for it. They set this helmet on fire, and they melt it down as much as they can. They take a shovel, they take the remains, they put them in the hole, they fill it up, they put salt on it, so nothing could ever grow from it, you know, basically to seal the evil, they don't have to deal with it anymore. Now, you can think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you the truth about this. They're very superstitious, super religious Southern Baptist down in Virginia. And, uh, well, you guys will probably believe this because you believe everything everybody else tells you pretty much. And I think that's wonderful. You got open minds. It's good to have an open mind. If you want more real ghost stories and access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories, become an extra podcast person, an EPP. Sign up now at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called my crazy family available wherever you get podcasts just search my crazy family right now press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of my crazy family you can even share your stories if you so please we we'd love to hear them my crazy family search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts